Hey guys, thank you for joining me for another video. My name is Dr. Tom LaHue and I want to welcome you to my channel. Uh, we talk about all kinds of things related to the Enneagram and today we're going to be talking about some blind spots for type fives. And before we get into that, uh, in the description below is a link to my website, tomlahue.com. And um, I do coaching appointments. You can schedule them there. Uh, and uh, also, uh, thank you to my patrons. The link there uh, is in the description for my Patreon account. I really appreciate your guys' support and, um, and investing in this channel like this. Um, I just want to thank you guys for joining me for this video. And today, let's... Let's get into this discussion on uh, blind spots for type five. And uh, I'm gonna go through a list that is in uh, Beatrice Chestnut's book on leadership. Um, her work is really good, I highly recommend it. But um, let's start with uh, fives. Of, co of course, you know, fives are, um, are a thinking type and they sit right there next to the feeling type. Uh, but, and uh, they have access to that four wing and to a six wing. Uh, fives tend to live in their heads. They tend to um, think their feelings and uh, they have an amazing ability to, um, to remember and to collect uh, data and to remember data. Um, their sin is greed. And if you think about the positive side of that, um, of, of attaining things and then withholding them and storing them. Now we tend to think of the negative side of that, of like they tend to, um, retain their energy and not want to expend their energy on uh, things like investing in relationships to a great de de um, detail and also uh, sharing their their um, their words their praise their admiration they may withhold they may seem a little stingy with those kinds of things and they may actually look like greedy people at times I mean they may be very stingy they tend to limit their needs and their resources as a way of adapting and protecting themselves. All these types, you know, are self-protective uh, for broken people living in a broken world. And so fives tend to say, well, if I just limit what I need and I don't need very much, then um, I'll be okay. I, I don't need uh, a lot of attention. I don't need a lot of relationships. I don't need a lot of connections. And uh, they, they seek to go through life with very limited needs course, if you're going to limit your needs, then what you do possess becomes extremely important. The energy you have, the time you have, um, the space that you have. Um, so fives may tend to be a little bit over-focused on maintaining their space and uh, protecting their boundaries. Um, so what are some of the uh, blind spots to fives? Uh, well, let's look at the list here. Engagement with emotions, number one, and the value of emotions generally. And of course, you know, you might think, well, this is one of the reasons why a five needs a four wing, uh, because fives may be a little bit cut off or are detached from their emotional. Uh, not that fives don't feel emotions. They certainly do. They can feel them very strongly. But I think what, what is being um, spoken to here is fives have a tendency, maybe if they thought about it, to to think their emotions rather than to feel their emotions. If you ask a five, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, your child going off to college? Or how do you feel about that conflict going on at work? You might hear from them an answer that um, demonstrates that they're thinking about an emotion 
rather than really passionately feeling it. Reserving their energy and controlling their energy, feeling emotions and being passionate with those emotions is an expensive energy. So they may tend to uh, say something more like, uh, well, I feel um, upset about that and I feel like uh, it's not going to work out properly. And you're like, that's a feeling? Um, you know, we tend to think like anger and resentment or bitterness or fear. Those are feelings. But see, those take an incredible amount of energy to feel those emotions. And so fives may rather think about their emotions and think about their response rather than to expend energy on, on feeling emotions. Again, not that fives don't feel emotions, but they may tend to relate to them more as thoughts than as, as um, emotional energy. Okay, so in their drive, she says to stay safe and conserve their energy, fives automatically and unconsciously detach from their emotions. Um, they may tend to think like emotional information isn't all that important. You know, if you were in the middle of a conflict, <clears throat> Fives can be very level-headed in sorting out that conflict because they they don't factor in all the emotional stuff as importantly as some other types. And they have a tendency to sort of bottom line conflict, you know, and get to the root causes and the bottom lines and, and what it would take to solve the problem and say, well, essentially what we have here is a disagreement between two people one believes this, the other believes that. They're able to filter out some of the emotional chatter and the emotional noise to get to that bottom line of what the actual problem is. And fives tend to be problem solvers. So they want to get to that, you know, to that uh, solution to a problem. Or to um, sometimes help you see that the solutions that you have may not be sufficient. So... Um, they tend to separate feelings from knowing. Uh, fives automatically focus on thoughts and uh, they may have a difficult time re-engaging with their emotions. And I, I think, you know, as a seven, that I, I tend to understand this a little bit, um, not wanting to connect to the painful emotions, sadness, anger, um, boredom, you know, not wanting to connect with those. It could be valuable maybe to sit still long enough to, to, Maybe um, try to imagine feeling those emotions that maybe you don't necessarily ordinarily want to feel. And if you have to start by sitting there thinking about, let's think about what anger is and what anger, why people get angry and, and what anger looks like and what kind of facial expressions people make when they're angry and when have I ever been angry? And then really try to get in that feeling of anger or get in that feeling of sadness. And um, this can be difficult when, for thinking types, um, like as a seven, I have no direct connection to the, the feeling group and as far as the Enneagram is concerned. Um, so it can be helpful to to sit and try to meditate or think about those feelings and what they feel like, and then actually try to feel those feelings, uh, training that muscle to, to feel feelings. Okay. Number two, the value of sharing more personal information with others. Um, fives, remember their sin is 
stinginess or greed. And so they may withhold um, sharing information with others. You know, five goes to seven in their unhealth. And that's probably when they're sharing information that isn't necessary or helpful or isn't even, um, you know, fit the situation. Sevens tend to be oversharers, uh, you know, and share stuff <coughs> about themselves and what they think, you know, even when it might not be appropriate. And so fives may tend to isolate themselves and, and tend not to want to share uh, information about themselves and keep their lives very private. Fives programming tells them that it's best to keep their thoughts to themselves and getting involved with people is going to be a sure way to deplete energy and to deplete resources. And so um, getting involved with people and sharing information is going to be a way to, that, to threaten your own boundaries. And so being very boundary focused and being very energy uh, retaining focused they may tend to isolate themselves away from people and, um, and may even look isolated, you know, may look like they don't want to be bothered, uh, may awkward you out of a room or make you feel like um, they don't want to talk to you, um, like you're intruding in their space. And you probably, they probably will feel like intruding in, your, in their space. Um, they don't necessarily, they may have a blind spot not necessarily to see that uh, it's worth the effort to share in order to build the relationship. Um, I think, you know, fives have a six wing on the other side of them for a good reason, because sixes want to be connected. Sixes want to be in relationship. Sixes want to feel safe in those relationships. So sixes will, you know, occasionally check in to make sure those relationships are secure and going well. And that could be a good move for a five to, to uh, realize figure out, observe that it is worth the effort um, to invest in relationships and to share and to be connected to other people that rather than just depleting their energy, that relationships can be a great source of nourishment to their energy, that relationships can actually energize you at times, um, that there is a cost to being in a relationship, certainly, that people are going to need uh, your time, they're going to need your advice, they're going to need your help, and those will all be, you know, depleting exercises in a relationship. But relationships are also very nourishing to us. They, they, they feed us, build us up, and encourage us. And the, you know, the five might sometimes lose sight of the benefits of those relationships, um, and uh, and sometimes realize fail to see the abundance that can be found in those relationships. Um, okay, next. The supportive and energizing function of relationships. All right. Um, okay, I pretty well talked about that. Uh, the value of conflict. Fives often dislike conflict. Um, I think five wing fours, you know, the iconoclast, meaning the person that is able to and and ready to dismantle your beliefs or your belief system. Uh, and um, I, I think about, you know, uh, fives, like a five wing four, an iconoclast might, might get into a conversation with somebody about the environment or get into a conversation about somebody about holistic medicine or, or whatever it is, whatever the topic is, and they will help you see 
maybe you don't want to be helped, but they'll help you see that some of your beliefs might not be based on evidence, might not be based on reality. They might just be old wives' tales or, or things that you grew up hearing that aren't really based in, in actual data. And um, so I think fives can engage in, certainly in debate, but debate is different than conflict. Debate might be energizing for a five, you know, getting in and, and, and hashing it out over um, um, the size of, I was thinking about the size of particles, the particle size of, of viruses, because everybody's wearing masks right now and during COVID. And I can see fives getting involved in that discussion, that debate. But debate where we're challenging each other, we're challenging each other's assumptions, we're challenging each other's beliefs, um, each other's information, and whether or not we have correct information and whether our beliefs are based on correct information, that is nuanced different than conflict. Um, conflict, I think, for fives is going to be exhausting. It's going to be an, uh, an exhaustion of their, of, their, of their perceived limited resources. Um, and so it's going to be costly energetically to them. And they may find themselves avoiding conflict situations. Engaging in debate um, and challenging people's beliefs and challenging their, but when it turns into conflict, when, when, it, when there uh, you know, is intense, passionate energy um, and, and strife between people, you might see fives uh, moving away from that, not wanting to engage in conflict because conflict can be a depletion of, of energy. And... Um, and in, in another way is maybe the five is thinking, do I really want to engage at this level with this person? Do I really want to invest this much energy, time, focus, and concentration and energy on someone that is clearly not understanding the accuracy of my information? Um, and do I want to let my boundary down long enough to let this person in to engage with them? And, you know, bound, probably not. So when it turns into conflict, when debate and challenge turns into conflict, you might see the five get quiet and just move away and no longer be interested in that, in that expensive energy and, and in lessening their boundaries to that person. Okay. Uh, but now, the, of course, the dark side to that is all healthy relationships are going to have conflict. You know, it's, conflict is just going to be a natural part of, of healthy relationships. Um, I don't think that relationships need to be, you know, um, I don't think they need to be known, um, uh, focus on conflict. But I just think when you have two people that, that care about each other, they're two separate people and they're going to have differences of opinions about how things ought to be done, how things ought to be solved, how things ought to be taken care of. And those differences of opinion are going to lead to negotiating and that's going to lead to problems and problem solving and negotiating. Uh, when it gets personal, though, is when it's no longer useful. When we start attacking each other, making selfish demands, getting angry with the, with one another, we, we lose that focus on problem solving. And now we're just attacking and defending one another. And it probably should be avoided at that point. But, you know, healthy relationships are going to have healthy conflict. If you try to avoid conflict, no matter what, you're 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 apt to live in conflict uh, and have conflict all the time. 
Um, and your conflict will go from being between people to being just in your own head. Um, you'll have internal conflict. So healthy relationships are going to have some level of conflict, disagreements, disappointments, frustrations. And uh, if you avoid conflict, even because you're a five, even, you know, just because you don't want to deplete your resources and you don't want to engage in stupid, uh, if you feel like the other person's being stupid and you don't want to engage your, your energy and focus on that, then uh, you may, your relationships may suffer because relationships are always going to have some kind of uh, rubbing up against one another. We just are. Um, and so all conflict can't be avoided, of course. Okay, and the last one uh, that I have here in the notes is their own wealth of emotional strength, power, and abundant energy. So fives might be blind to their own wealth of emotional strength. Strength because I think they don't let their emotions drive them. And, you know, they don't just follow their gut, their intuition, what feels right to them um, at the time. They're, they tend to be more, more thinking head-based. Um, and... You know, I think I think that that's pause for a second here. I think that's something to talk about. Is you know the four wing is so needed for a five because uh, fives could make decisions based on the data alone, based on the research, the science, the the you know the studies. And although the, all that all of that information is good and very valuable, and certainly our decisions should be um, informed by the data. At the end of the day, you know, there is also value in just what do you want? What what makes sense to you? What does your intuition say? What seems right to you? And that is harder to quantify, that subjective information. That's very four type stuff. And I think that that can color the five to help them broaden out their their tools that they use to make decisions. I think, for example, you know, going on to a car lot and buying a car, in your fiveness, you may look at the consumer reports and pick your pick your next vehicle based on all of the studies, research, impact, collision, all of that, and say, well, obviously, grading all of these aspects, the most logical choice for safest, most economical, um, more, most space for the money, the best choice might be, and then you end up pointing at the most ugly car in the world. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, it's, it's reliable. Yeah, there's a um, uh, great economic value in it. But do you really want to be driving that turd, you know, around town, um, looking like, um, you know, um, driving around in this ugly, and then, oh yeah, well, in the best, color for uh, of car for being spotted and at least likely to be in an accident you know is some maybe some bright lemon yellow and so if you were to base your decision making on just the stats you might end up driving around town in you know a giant yellow banana ugly monster of a car that meets all of the right criteria in terms of safety and e e economy, but do you want to be driving that, you know? And that four wing would tell you, what do you like? You know, just ask yourself that simple question. What, what feels like an extension of you? What, what do you, what do you see yourself driving around and enjoying? And that may not be related at all to the statistical evidence. So that four wing, I think, could could help the five be 
little less completely objective and bring in a little subjective truth. You know, if, if you, for example, like that new Bronco, which looks amazing, what an awesome looking car, truck, you know, if you like that Bronco, not that you have to go buy what you like, but it should certainly inform the style, at least, of what kind of car you want to end up with. So, and then, of course, the six-wing is telling you, you know, ask grandma what she thinks. What Ask your family what they what they like. Ask other people, you know, that, that drive the kind of car you're looking at. What do they feel about it? What, 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 are the, what does the average person say about this vehicle you're about to buy? So those, those wings can be so helpful to, to all of us, to, to the five as well. Fives may tend to take refuge in their mental, you know, um, state. And um, they may fear that getting engaged in life and challenging others and moving to eight, that that's really going to deplete them of their energy. And they may not see themselves as being able to um, step in and uh, have a lot of energy and um, move the situation forward or um, um, make a big difference in this world. They may not see themselves as being that person. But what if you could? What if you could see yourself moving to eight and and challenging others and stepping in and, and uh, making a difference and using your information and using your problem-solving abilities and your iconoclastic um, talents to step in and, um, make a difference in this world. Um, so those are some blind spots. I think another thing that sort of pops in my mind is I think fives in their immaturity might at times be careless. Um, I think they might at times be careless, um, very careful to detail, but like in the actual doing of tasks, actual getting things done. They may see that cutting corners and, and getting things done quicker uh, is is better use of my energy and doesn't doesn't cost me to, as much of an expensive energy. And I think that six wing could help fives make sure that they're not cutting corners um, just because they want to get it wrapped up and done. That they, they, they focus on, on following the rules, following the guidelines, uh, being careful and using caution, not just, uh, well, this job isn't important. And I'm not saying that fives aren't going to do a thorough job because good grief, they're going to be thorough in things they care about. What about daily tasks like uh, mowing the lawn or, you know, reorganizing the garage or, you know, washing the dishes, um, personal hygiene. I think in some of those things, you know, fives might have a tendency since they don't care about some of those daily routine tasks that just have to be done in life, um, feeding the dog or walking the dog. If, if that's not the focus of their attention, they might at times uh, rush through to get back to what they do prioritize as valuable. I think the six wing could help them sort of slow down and make sure that um, they use care and, and getting the mundane things of life 
done in a timely and efficient and orderly and complete, complete way. All right. Well, thank you guys. And as always, be present to life. Um, don't be so focused on the way things could be or ought to be or should be or how they could be better. Um, that you disconnect from people. Don't be so reserved in your energy that uh, you don't have time to deal with people as they are. Um, people need you. They need you to care about them. They need you to care about their lives and to share your life and your insight and your knowledge with them. So as always, uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks.